and welcome to another episode of Naomi Not Mara. I am your host, Naomi, and I'm glad that you guys decided to come back and listen to me. What's going on? <laughs> um, but before I start, I want to go ahead and let y'all know that my husband is not going to be in this episode, y'all. I know I told you guys that he would, but let me tell y'all something about being parents, okay? My husband works crazy hours because I am temporarily a stay-at-home mom. I start working in September. And, um, you know, we've been living on one income since December of 2022, um, since our baby girl was born. Um, and so my husband has been working like crazy. And when he comes home, he wants to spend time with us. You know, he wants to spend time with me, with his daughter. And then when our baby girl goes down to sleep, him and I are like spent. We are spending hours on the couch watching TV, doing something that's mindless, or we are going to sleep. So... <laughs> We haven't had the time to uh, fit into our schedule for him to host, uh, excuse me, co-host on the show. So um, that's something that, you know, we're going to have to do in the near future. So for this episode, it's just going to be me. And I hope that that's okay. But um, I'm excited that y'all are here. So with this episode, I kind of want to go ahead and talk about um, self-care, right? And... With self-care, I want to talk about what it means to maintain and nurture our faith and to um, nurture our family as well. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because life has been crazy these past few weeks. And so I kind of want to touch base on that and um, kind of just talk about how finding balance is important in our lives and just kind of look at some strategies maybe that could help us out. So if you are ready, go ahead and get comfortable and um, let's go ahead and dive right on in. Okay, so life has been super duper crazy. You know, these day and age, life is super duper demanding. Everything we do is about balance whether it's our faith our family responsibilities and taking care of ourselves now imagine trying to do all of that in like a day (laughs) or i would even say in like a few hours it's like a juggling act it's crazy but the thing is it's crucial for us to find that balance because We need to preserve our well-being. At the same time, we have to be able to nurture those various aspects in our lives that are super important to us. So one of the things that I realized that I was struggling with was finding time for the Lord. Now, (laughs) let me tell you all something. Since becoming a mom... It's been hard um, because you have your routine. You wake up, you, um, you know, actually you don't wake up. Your child wakes you up um, and you kind of just start your day, you know, and everything that you are doing is revolving around 
this child and to find time to nurture your faith is hard. I'm just being honest, at least for me, it is right. And the crazy thing about it is our faith is the foundation that helps us get through the ups and downs of life. So if I'm not nurturing that, like, how am I going to get through those hard times? You know what I'm saying? So I know how crazy it sounds, but it is important for us to find ways to deepen our relationship with the Lord, even in the midst of our busy lives. So I started Googling and trying to find things that will help me to create that space. Now, one of the things, actually, when you Google how to prioritize um, your life or how to set aside time for the Lord, one of the things that always pops up is daily devotionals. All right, y'all, let me tell y'all something about daily devotionals. If you're like me, you're probably going to be on this daily devotional for like a week. Okay. And then after that, you ain't on it no more. I can't even tell y'all how many devotional books I have that are not finished. Like, I think people that do finish them are just very special people. Like, seriously, because it's so difficult for me to maintain a daily devotional like I don't know why it's so hard for me to do that but it's very difficult and so when I'm googling you know how to find time for the Lord it's talking about devotionals and I'm like y'all I can't I I can't do that I I truly can't and I know it sounds screwed up because a lot of people will be like, oh, this is the easiest way for you to maintain your relationship with the Lord. It's so easy. Just find five minutes out of your day. And it, it ain't that easy. It is not that easy. I'm <laughs> Kudos to you if you can do it. This girl can't. I cannot. So I got to go to the next thing that pops up is prayer. And I'm like, okay. I could do that. You know, finding prayer time and or adding prayer time into my routine. I can do that. And so what I've been doing is, you know, when Selah's down for a nap while I'm trying to de-stress or, you know, just just trying to relax for the cup for like the hour or two that I have to myself, I'll start I'll pray and I'll talk to the Lord. And I'll have conversations with him and I will talk to him and I will let him know about my day. I will let him know about my dreams, my aspirations, things that I want from my daughter. I'll start praying for my daughter. I'll start talking to him about my daughter. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm struggling with is postpartum anxiety and I'm constantly anxious about her future. And I don't know why, but, you know, I have to constantly pray and into her future and, you know, pray good things into her future, pray for protection um, for her and pray that she'll have discernment and pray that she'll, you know, make good friends and just be surrounded by good, honest people. I'm consistently like praying for her. And I'm always going to the Lord about that because it is something that is, you know, super heavy um, on my heart these past few days. And so Any chance that I get, I just try to find time to pray. 
Um, and that's, that's my way of nurturing my relationship with the Lord. And it could look different for you, but like prayer is everything for me because I feel like I don't have to do much when it comes to prayer. I think devotionals, um, require a lot of work. (laughs) I'm just being real. Prayer does not. Prayer does not. Um, and so if you're anything like me, I'd encourage you, you know, um, a way that you can stay rooted in your faith um, and find strength is talking to the Lord. You know, um, Psalms 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. So like taking moments of stillness to connect with God can help us in maintaining that spiritual balance that we actually need. And so, you know, you could be in the midst of cleaning or, you know, you're seasoning your chicken or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing just for a moment. It doesn't have to be super long, just for a moment. Just be still. And a lot of the times people think that prayer needs words. Meditation could be a form of prayer. You know, when you're meditating on who the Lord is, when you're meditating on what he has done in your life, um, you don't always need words. You don't always need words. Sometimes just being still and being quiet is enough to um, acknowledge the Lord, acknowledge his presence and acknowledge his goodness. So I would definitely encourage y'all to do that. Um, The other thing that I want to talk about is part of the balance, right? So we just talked about balancing, you know, your faith and how I balance my faith. Um, Family time. Lord have mercy. Prioritizing family time is (laughs) something else, y'all. Because it basically takes up majority of my time. So like my family is the cornerstone of my life. Like, it's all I have. You know, I love being a wife. I love being a mother. You know, I love, I love that. And so my family is everything to me. And one of the things is, you know, as, as a woman or as just somebody that loves their family, your family could become your everything to the point where there's absolutely zero balance and trying to navigate life, work, household responsibilities, and quality time with your family, that's challenging, right? It's not easy. So one of the things that I had to figure out how to do was schedule family time. Like, I mean, it's that simple, right? It's that simple. But it ain't always that simple. Because like, when you're trying to schedule family time, like it doesn't always go as planned. So like one of the things that I was trying to schedule was like dinner time. I'm like dinner time, having dinner together is going to be great. I have an eight month old baby and I'm like, okay, we're going to put her in her high chair. You know, I'm going to make dinner. My husband's going to come to the table. I'm going to set the table, like whatever. And then she'll have food with us and we're going to sit at the table and we're going to eat together as a family. Let me tell y'all something about having an eight month old baby. Ain't no such thing as mom, dad, baby eating together at once. It's baby eats. Mom and dad are helping and cleaning up all the mess that baby does. 
And then after baby is done eating, mommy takes baby, daddy eats. And then after that, daddy's done eating, daddy takes baby, mommy eats. Like <laughs> dinner time is not something that's going to happen for us right now. So I had to take that off of my list for now and kind of, you know, put it in my pocket for later. Um, and the next thing that I had to think about was outings. Right. One of the things that I could do very easily with, you know, my family is going out doing activities. Just the other day, we live in an area where um, they have field days and we were able to go out and walk because it was walking distance from our home. And we were able just to stroll. She was in her stroller. We walked, you know, we um, went and got some lemonade and some fried dough. And, you know, it, it was fun. It was it was a, an experience. You know, it was something that we did. We create we were creating a memory. Granted, she's only eight months old, but it's still something where, you know, we can look back and say, hey, this was the first field day that came back in so many, so many years. And we intended it and you were there and we you know, it's just it's just nice to be able to strengthen that bond that we have. And so. You know, prioritizing is extremely important. And my husband is really, really big on like us leaving our like phones at home whenever we travel. Well, not travel, um, like go for outings, especially if we're not going anywhere far. Personally, I can't do it. Y'all know, like I said, I struggle with postpartum anxiety. So I'm always like, somebody's going to be calling me. Somebody's going to try and get in contact with me. My baby sister just started um, college. She's all the way in Virginia. And I'm like, my baby sister's probably FaceTiming me right now. Like, I need to have my phone on me. So, you know, like, I, I can't leave my phone at home. But, but, you know, I could still set boundaries, Right. I have to set boundaries with technology during family time because I, I want to make sure that I'm actually giving my family my full attention. And that's one of the things I do respect about my husband is the fact that like when he's with us, he's with us. He will give us his undivided attention. And I absolutely love that. Um, so, you know, for me, prioritizing family time, it ain't dinner time. It's when we go for walks and when we go out because anything else i mean she's not old enough for game nights i know i definitely want to do game nights i can't wait until she's old enough for us to do stuff like that game nights are like movie nights because my husband and i are big movie fans we love staying home making homemade popcorn and just watching like old movies um you know there's just certain things that we want to go ahead and just like bring up with our kids but you know family time is going to look different you know, depending on what stage in life you're in with your kids. And so right now, family time is outings. <laughs> and so the last thing that I want to talk about is practicing self-care. Now, let me tell y'all something. Self-care has definitely taken a backseat. I'm just being real, right? And I know that self-care is important because I need to be the best version of myself for my daughter and for my husband. Um, so I know that, you know. But for whatever reason, sometimes it feels like when I'm 
when I want to take care of myself, I feel like I'm being selfish. And I know it isn't selfish of me to do that, but I do feel like I'm taking away from my family, you know, because I'm accustomed to just giving them my all. So if I'm saying, oh, like I want to, you know, um, I don't know, go get my nails done or go get a pedicure. Like, I feel like I am being selfish for wanting these things. Or if I, I mean, after I had my daughter, I put on some weight and I've been wanting to go to the gym. I've been wanting to take Pilates classes or spin classes, um, you know, because I, I want to, I want to be able to steward, to have stewardship over my body right? In my mind. And in order for me to do that, I want to be physically active. And I I just, I can't find it in me to leave her and my husband. Not saying that my husband can't take care of his daughter, but it's just, I just think, oh, she might be crying right now and she really needs me, you know? And so, um, so yeah, anytime it involves me doing something for myself, if it doesn't involve something for myself that's like work related, that's different because then I don't I don't take it as selfish because in my mind I'm th- I'm saying, well, I'm getting this done so that I can financially support and help my husband and financially be able to buy my daughter anything and everything that she wants. Right. So I'm not thinking of it as I'm not thinking of that as being selfish. The only time I think of it as being selfish is if I have to go and get my hair done or go um, anything that involves me doing something for myself. Um, But, you know, it's. It's tough because the reality of it is whenever I neglect self-care, it affects it affects me physically and mentally. And so for example, I am currently right now in the process of figuring out my new body type, right? I got a kid, I'm over 30 years old. uh, I'm not as active as I used to be. So like, of course, I don't look the same, right? I don't look the same. One of the things that I took pride in, you know, growing up and in my, you know, 20s was the fact that I loved how I dressed. I love my sense of style. Um, you know, I've, I've always felt like I have like an eclectic sense of style. I love colors. I love patterns. Um, you know, things that were like tropical. I'm a Caribbean girl. My, my family's from Haiti. So like I love color and I love shapes and I love patterns and things like that. I love that. Um, and so I took pride in, in knowing that like, Hey, I have that now that I've been, you know, a mom, I haven't had the opportunity to shop for my new body. So I have all of these clothes that I cannot fit in, that I go into my closet and I stare at and go, yeah, I will never fit in that ever again. Even if I were to lose the weight, I still won't be able to fit in that because your your, your bones shift. Like there's so many different things that happens to your body um, as you get older. And so I'm like, okay, there's no way that I'm going to fit in that. But I found myself becoming, um, like, I, like body shaming myself. 
you know, and saying, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I'm so this. Oh, I'm so that. And like not wanting to look at myself in the mirror, you know, because of what I looked like. Not and even to the point where I wouldn't care about what I what I wore when I left. Like I would wear a frumpy sweater and some leggings the other day, y'all. I contemplated leaving my house with my bonnet on my head. Let me tell y'all something. There's one thing in this world that you ain't catching me doing, and that is walking out my house with a bonnet on my head. That ain't happening. Not doing that. But because of the fact that I neglected self-care and it affected me mentally and physically, I was just like, oh, whatever. Who cares? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fat. I'm ugly. Like I literally started to talk down to myself about myself because of the fact that I neglected self care. Um, and messed with my confidence. You know, I didn't leave the house with a bonnet on y'all. So it doesn't matter how, how, what my confidence is looking like. Ain't there ain't nothing in the world that's going to let me leave my house with a bonnet on my head. I'm going to tell you that much. Okay. But. It's important. It is important. It is important for you to practice self-care. It is important. And the crazy thing about it is, and what I ended up learning was that um, prayer actually helps with self-care, right? I realized that practicing self-care wasn't contrary to my faith. If anything, it was an essential part of honoring the life that God has given me. So it all kinds of it all it all intertwines, right? In order for me to be the best person for my family, I need to make sure that I'm practicing self-care. And a lot of the time self-care can come in the form of prayer, you know, and seeking support from the Lord. Like all of that intertwines. And you know, it's, it's, it's so crazy to think about that I had to pray and talk to the Lord to help me navigate through those things. And then I had to actually be proactive, you know, um, whether it was, you know, going for a walk, you know, going to Target with my daughter and walking through the book aisle and, and reading, you know, some new novels and things like that. Um, did like the book descriptions. Like I love doing that, you know, um, or even just finding moments where I can listen to music. Music is very big for me. And I found that like, sometimes I have to like, just shut the door, go into the bedroom and put my headphones in and listen to music. You know, self-care should be intentionally woven into our lives. Intentionally woven. You know, like in order for us to better serve our faith and our families, we have to be thriving ourselves. So it's important that we do that. In a First Corinthians uh, 6, 19 through 20, it reminds us that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Treating ourselves with care and respect reflects our understanding of God's love for us. So self-care 
is probably the most important part of finding balance. So if I could encourage y'all to practice self-care, I mean, you can create a fulfilling and meaningful life. So I don't want to keep y'all. I feel like I told myself I didn't want my podcast to be super duper long. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, you know, overall, like finding balance, it can be intricate, but it's definitely a journey worth taking. So try and find that time, you know, by nurturing your faith, prioritizing your family, um, and practicing self-care. It's all worth it. Um, it's not about, and I say all of this and I don't want it to sound like I'm telling you to reach perfection for perfection because it's not about achieving that. It's really about finding that harmony, you know, in the midst of life's challenges. So, you know, I'd encourage you like, hey, if you have anything that you actually practice for self-care, please go ahead and reach out to me on my Instagram page and just comment below and just let me know like, hey, this is what I do for self-care. And, um, or just like, let me know, like what self-care has done for you. The fact that you have now prioritized it, like what has it helped? What has changed now that you are actually practicing self-care? I definitely want to hear from you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been fun. (laughs) This has been fun. Thank you for joining me on this episode um, of Finding Balance. I hope that you had a great time listening to me talk. (laughs) But um, anyways, until next time, you guys stay blessed um, and continue on your path to discovering the balance that brings joy to your soul. I love you guys. Cannot wait to hear from you. Bye.